We begin today the Gemara on the bottom of the Afyura Amit Beis, Amar Av Yehuda. Four lines from the bottom. Amar Av Yehuda, Amar Rabbi Chia. Hamahalech, Baderech, a person that's traveling on the way. Al Yoichal, Yoiseh Mishnei Re'ovin. You should not eat more than what a person eats in a year of a hunger. In a year of a hunger, as the Gemara will soon say, a person should eat less. And when a person travels, also you don't eat as much as you usually eat. The Gemara never says exactly what this amount is, how much less. But uh, whatever it is, it's less than what you usually eat. My time, what's the reason? So Hacha, here in Bavel, Targimu, they explain this, Mishum Mayana. It's because of a person's uh, stomach, way, huh? The intestines, right? When a person travels, so he's going around from one place to another and he's shaken up. And therefore, it could cause a person stomach pains and so on if he eats too much. They said, It's because he might not have enough food for the entire trip. If he's going to eat everything up in the beginning, so for the remainder of his journey, he won't have enough food. What's the difference between these two reasons? So the Gemara says, simple. Let's say a person is on a boat. So over there, the person is more settled. He's not traveling and it doesn't affect his intestines in the same way. So that's not an issue. But on the other hand, though, since he's traveling on a boat and a trip and a journey and he, may, he might not have enough food, so he still has to be careful about not eating too much. Inami, or and the reverse, there would be a nafkemene, the ka'ozol ma'avna la'avna. If a person is going from one inn to another inn, so a person has places where he can get food along the way, so the concern about him not having enough food is not an issue. But the concern of it affecting his intestines because of the way he's traveling and the nature of what that does to a person's body, that still is a concern. Of Popper, of Popper's, his, his, his minig was called Parsa or Parsa. Every Parsa that he traveled, he ate a piece of bread. In other words, Rav Papa was not careful about eating less than he usually ate, like the Gemara says, to eat like when in a, hung, a year of a hunger. So the Gemara explains, Kasava, Rav Papa's opinion was, Mishum Mayana, that the reason why a person should be careful with what he eats when he's traveling is because it could affect his intestines. So Rashi says, Rav Papa knew himself, he knew his body, that his body is strong enough, his digestion is good, his intestines are good, and it's not going to affect him. So he wasn't concerned about that. Another Pshat Rashi says is <coughs> that Rav Pope, the way his body was built, so he, he knew that he has the strength and the, the, his body build is not going not gonna to be affected by this. Okay, okay. <coughs> so the point is that he, did not, he wasn't concerned about the fact that he didn't have enough food, but only about his, his intestines, and that didn't bother him. So a person that in the years of the hunger. So he... Uh, he, he starves himself. In other words, he doesn't eat the way he usually eats. A person will be saved from dying in an unusual manner. As she says, anytime a person passes away, and he's not passing away in his bed, the way a person passes away, so that's called a Misa Mishuna. Shanema, there's a Pasuk that says, Barov, in a hunger, Patcha Mimavis. The Eivishter redeems you from death. So the Gemara says, The Pasuk should have said, From hunger, the Abishir redeems you from death. The Pasuk there seems to be speaking about the fact that the Abishir saves you from the hunger. So why does it say, In the hunger? This is what the Pasuk is saying, As a reward for the fact that a person hungers himself or starves himself in the years of hunger, He'll be saved from an unusual death. It's not allowed for a person to have marital relations in the times of a year of a hunger. 
Shanama the Pasik says, Yosef, Yolat, Yulat, Shnei Bonim. Yosef gave birth to two children in Mitzrayim. Beterem Tovoi And this was, the Pasik points out that when was this? Before the years of the hunger arrived. So we see here that it was had to be before the hunger. Tana and Abraisa, however, we learned, Chasuchei Bonim. A person that does not have any children, they are allowed to have relations in the time of hunger in order to give birth to children. Or according to some opinions, it's not only that they're allowed, they're obligated. They have a mitzvah, piri viribius, so they're obligated, so they're, they're not, they have to have children. We learned, if the Eden are found in a certain time of tzar, of pain, and one person separates himself from the tzad of everybody else. He goes to a different place. He's not participating with everybody else in the situation that everyone is found in. So then what happens? The two malachim that are always accompanying a person to protect him and so on. So they come to the person and they place their hands on his head and they say, this individual that separates himself of the rest of the pain of the tzibur, he should not see the consolation of the tzibur when the Ebishter comes and brings the salvation, he should not be zeichet to see this. So either this means he won't be part of it, he won't be able to see the joy together with everyone, some say this means he's going to pass away before his times, others say that he's going to be, he's going to have to move away to a different place and he won't see the, the, the simcha that comes when the Ebishter helps them. And another place we learn, when the tzibur is found in a time of pain, a person shouldn't say to himself, let me go home to my house, my, the privacy of my home, and I can eat and drink, and peace unto my soul, I don't have to worry about what's going on everywhere else. If while everybody is experiencing a painful thing and he does this, all of regarding this person, the Pasik says, that he thinks that it's joy and gladness for him, he has the meat that he that he shechts for himself, and a person says to himself, Let me enjoy time of my life while I have it here in this world, because tomorrow I'm gonna die. So that's what a person says to himself. But then what does the Eibishter say? This is revealed to the Eibishter. Will this sin of the person be forgiven? Again, Until what happens is that the person will die. This is the Pasuk that refers to this individual that says to himself, I'm going to enjoy life for myself, regardless of what other people are doing. Why? Because tomorrow I'm going to die, so I might as well enjoy myself. So the Abisha will actually take away his life. Now the Gemara says, Atkan midas This Pasuk here is speaking about a level of a Rasha. He's not really a full Rasha, he's in a level of a Benini. Why is he in a level of a Benini? Because this person is saying, let me enjoy life because tomorrow I'm going to die. In other words, he's aware of the fact that Debesha could take away his life, that tomorrow he can die. So therefore the Gemara says, this is called a Benini. Regarding Rishayim, that are on a lower level of this, what does the Pasuk say regarding them? Let's take wine, let's drink beer, let's do the same again tomorrow. In other words, he's not even thinking of the fact that he could pass away tomorrow. He just says, let's drink and enjoy life, and he's totally unaware of the fact that Abishtha is uh, the one that controls everything and he can pass away tomorrow. 
Regarding this Rasha, what does the Pasuk say afterwards? That Hatzadik Ovat, that the Ebesha takes away the life of Hatzadik, and the people don't realize why the Tzadik passed away. That because of the evil that there is in the world, the Tzadik passes away. So Rashi explains that the reason why, when you have these Rishayim in the world, that the Ebesha takes away even the life of a tzaddik is because the Ebesha doesn't want the tzaddik to have pain from the fact that there's a gzeda, that the tzaddik can't help these rishoyim and these rishoyim pass away. Because the tzaddik is going to have pain from this, so not only the rishoyim die, but the Ebesha actually takes away the life of a tzaddik as well. Going back to the point that we're speaking about, that the person should participate with the pain of the people, of everybody that they're experiencing. Ella, a person should not be like these people that we just mentioned, the Benini or the Rasha. Rather, he should participate with the pain that everyone else has. We find this by Moshe Rabbeinu as well. He participated in the experience of the pain with everybody else. Shanama the Pasik says, and this is when Yidnu were fighting the Muhammad with Amalek. So what does it say there? Moshe Rabbeinu lifted up his hands, Saddam to the Eibishter, and his hands were heavy. So they brought a, a rock, and they placed it below him, and he sat down on a rock. So the Gemara says, Did he not have a pillow or a blanket, something soft, to sit on it? So why didn't he? Why does he sit on a hard rock? This is what Moshe Rabbeinu says. Since Yidin are found in a place of pain, they're fighting now in a war. So too, I want to be together with them in, in, the, in the pain of the Yidin. So he sat in a hard rock. Anytime the Tzibur is experiencing a pain and you participate with them, you'll be Zoycha and see when the Ebrister comes and consoles them and brings the salvation, you'll be Zoycha to see it with them. Now going back to what we said before regarding a person that says, let me just separate from everybody, let me go to my, my home privately and do whatever I want. If a person will say to himself, me may it be, who will testify about what I am doing privately? So the Gemara says, Avne shall Adam. The stones of the house of the person, the Kaira is Beisai, and the beams in his house, Shaladam of a person, they come to testify in a person what he does privately. Shanam, as the Pasik says, Ki Evan, Mikir, Tizak, the stones from the walls, they will scream out what a person is doing. The Kafis may eat, Ya Nena, and Kafis, which is bricks that are there built in with the wood, they will answer, they will come and say what a person is doing. In the yeshiva of Rabshila, they said, Those two malachim, that come and always accompany a person to protect him, they are the ones that come and testify about the behavior of a person. As the Pasuk says, Those the malachim that are with you, their mitzave, they come and command and they say what's going on with a person. It's the neshama of a person that me'id all of that testifies about a person. Shanamar, as it says in the Pasik, that 
that the one that is, that's lying with you, you should be careful with what you say with your mouth. Meaning that a person should be careful what he says about his friend, because in front of his wife that is, he should be careful what he says. That's the simple pshat of the Pasik. But the Gemara is dashing this, that who's your friend? Your friend refers to your neshama. That the neshama <laughs> speaks about a person and you should be careful what your neshama could say about you. The yeshaimrim, others say, a varav shaladam. The limbs of the person himself, mi'idimboy. They come and testify on the person. In other words, the point over here is when the Gemara says that they testify on the person, what, what it means is that the neshama of a person will experience the pain because of the behavior of what he did. And over here the Gemara is saying not only your neshama will experience the pain, but the very limbs of the person himself, they will testify. What does it mean they will testify? That they experience the pain as a result of what the person does when he separates himself from everybody else and he thinks that he could enjoy life for himself, but it's not that way. In the end, the person's limbs will feel the pain. Shanamar, as the Ebushu says to the Yidin, Atam, you the Yidin themselves, Atam Eidai Noom Hashem. You are Eidim for the Ebushu uh, of what a person does. Pasik says, The Ebishter is a God of faith and there's no oval, there's no wrongdoing by the Ebishter. What does this mean? The Ebishter is a God of faith. Just like the Ebishter punishes the Rishayim in the world to come, even for a light, a small Aveda that they do, so to the Abish to punish the Sadiqim in this world for a light, a small Aveda that they do. And then that's what it means, Kaila Muna, that the Abishter is a God of faith, meaning that a tzaddik, because the Abishter wants to give the tzaddik the full schar in the world to come. So if there's a small thing that he deserves punishment for, where does the Abishter give him that punishment? In this world. So that when he comes in the world to come, he could experience the goodness of the world to come purely without anything that uh, negative that he has. In other words, the point is sometimes you see a tzaddik suffers in this world and you wonder why. So the answer is because that suffering in this world allows him to have the full tzachar, the asad lavai, without any suffering whatsoever. And similar also, the A novel, there's no wrongdoing by the Ebishter. Just like the Ebishter gives the reward for Tzadikim in the world to come, including for everything, even the lightest mitzvah that they did in this world. The Ebishter gives schar for a Rosh in this world for a light mitzvah that he does. Because over here the Ebishter gives him that schar, and then in Olam over there the Ebishter gives him the punishment that he deserves. Tzadik v'yashar hu. And then the Pasuk says that the Ebishter is righteous and straightforward. What does this mean? Amru b'shas b'tirasa shaladam l'beisay when a person passes away. Kol ma'isav niftarim l'fanav. All of the deeds that he has done in this world come and join the person and go with him up to and and they come and they speak to the person and they tell the person this is what you did in this and this place and and this is what you did on this and this day and and the person then responds and says hey yes this is true and then and they say to the person sign on the document here that this is exactly what your judgment is this is what you did and the and the person signs Shanem as the Apostolic says that every person, the hand of every person signs on his own judgment. And not only this, the person will justify and, and accept the judgment upon him. And he will say, you've, you've judged me properly. 
that the, everything that they say about him, the person will see and will accept all of it. This fulfills the postic that it says, that the judgment that a person is, is judged, will he'll be justified with his very own words. He himself will agree and say, yes, this judgment is true. This concept here that the Gemara says, the Rebbe explains with the, with the Vart of the Baal Shem Tev, that um, when you judge a person, that you can't judge a Yid unless he himself says that this is my judgment. The Kayach of who a Yid is is so great that he, the Bezen Shalmaila can't come and judge a Yid. The only way the Bezen Shalmaila can come and judge a Yid is if he himself says that I mask him to this judgment. Otherwise, there's nobody that can come and judge a Yid. That's what you see here in the Gemara, that the way the judgment works is that the Yid himself has to be masked him to this judgment. So going back to the subject of a tainus, which is Gemara began with. So when a person sits and fasts in this world, he's considered to be a sinner. So why is he a sinner? Because when a person fasts, as we'll see soon, the Gemara will discuss, when a person fasts, what happens? You can't serve the Abisha properly. So the Gemara says, He holds like the Tana of this Braise, the Tanya, it says in the Braise, Rabbi Lozer HaKape Berebi Yoimeh, what does it mean when it says, and this is regarding a Nazir, that he has to bring a carbon to atone for the sins that he did? What does this mean that he has to atone for the soul that he sinned for? Did he, did he uh, kill someone? That you have to say that he has to be atoned for that sin that he killed someone? So rather, the answer is, the soul that it's speaking about is his own soul. The fact that he pained himself, that he prevented himself of drinking wine, which is what another one of the things that another is not allowed to drink wine, so that is considered to be a sin that he that he gave himself pain. So now the Gemara says, if so, so how much more so a person that fasts? This person that was mitzayed himself not to drink wine, he's considered to be a sinner. Someone that pains himself from everything and he fasts, most definitely is considered to be a sinner. This is the opinion of Shmuel based on this Braise here. However, Rabbi Loza argues. Rabbi Loza says, Nikra Kodosh, a person that fasts, he's called a holy individual. Shanema, as the Pasuk says, and this is also by a Nazir, Kodesh, Gadol, Pera, Sar, that he's a holy individual, he lets his hair grow long, so we see that he's holy, he's not a sinner. Now again, he says, This individual that is inflicting pain upon himself just from one thing, or others are greatest here like we had before, Menayayin. Nikra Kodosh, he's called a holy individual. If a person is Mitzayat himself, that he's fasting and not eating anything, most definitely he's called a holy individual. So we have two different psukim here regarding the Nazar himself. Is he a sinner or is he a holy person? So the Gemara now explains, According to Shmuel, how could he say he's a sinner if the Pasuk says that he's a Kodesh? So the Gemara says, The fact that he's called holy is only regarding one aspect of the Nazir, that he lets his hair grow long, but not regarding the fact that he doesn't drink the wine. According to Rabbi Lazar, the Pasuk says that a Nazir is a sinner. So the Gemara says, Ahu the of Nafshe. That Pasik is speaking about a person that while he was a Nazir, a Nazir is not allowed to become Tomei, and he became Tomei to a dead person, that's why he's called a sinner. But the fact that he doesn't drink wine, that doesn't make him a sinner. Adarabah.
That's he makes him holy. So here we have this machleik is about fasting. Is fasting a positive thing or a negative thing? So the Gemara asks on the opinion of Rabbi Lazar regarding fasting. Did Rabbi Lazar say that a person that fasts is a holy person? Rabbi Lazar says, A person should always evaluate himself. And And what he should consider himself is as if that all of my intestines are holy. And therefore, if my intestines are holy, I'm not allowed to hold back from them the food that it needs to be able to, uh, to, to, be able to have what the, the, his body needs to serve the Eibishter. That's Rashi's pshat, that the Kodesh goes on the intestines of the person. Taisvi says, Ki'ilu Kodesh means the Eibishter that's holy is inside of you. Right? Kodesh is who? The, the, the Eibish is inside of every person. So that's what you should consider to be holy. And therefore you have to give food for the holiness of the Eibish that's in you. And he brings the Pasik, Shanema Bekirbacha Kodesh. Inside of you there's holiness. And I won't come into the city. But you see the Pasik says Bekirbacha. He's darshaning this when you get to the Mitzias of the person himself. So what do we see over here? That because a person is uh, holy, so therefore, the person should not hold himself back from fasting. So how could Rabbi Laza say that a person that fasts, that um, he's called a chayte? Ah, so this Rabbi, Rabbi Laza is the one that said this. Ah? Rabbi Rabbi Laza is the one that said that he's called a kaddish if he fasts, right? So Rabbi Laza said that fasting is a positive thing. That it's a good idea to fast and that makes you holy. But over here you see Rabbi Laza says, Fakat, you should not fast because there's the holiness of the Abishra inside of you, so you have to give food to that holiness. So the Gemara says, Loi Kashia, this is not a question. This is an individual that's able to handle the fast, he's able to handle the pain of the fast, and therefore he's called a holy person if he fasts, like Rabbi Laza said before. And ha, the Then there's an individual that can't handle the fast, and he's fasting anyways. And what happens then? He sins because he fasts, he loses his kayak, he can't learn, he can't daven, he can't be a mensch. So that person is called a sinner. Okay, so this is an Indian that Al Rebbe speaks about. Barichas and Tanya, he gets a tshuva. Then he gets to our generations. That even though on previous days it says in Sfarim about fasting for for kapodas avaynis to atone for sins. But the Al-Tarebbe says in our generation, it's not the derech of Aveda. And today, the Al-Tarebbe there brings the Pasek, that you redeem all your Avedas with uh, Tzdoke. And the Al-Tarebbe there says, give Tzdoke corresponding to the fasting and so on. That's, so for our generation, it's definitely not a derech of Aveda of fasting. And the Rebbe would always bring the famous word to the Balshem, that you have to take the Chaymer Agof and elevate it and eat and, and use it for the Ebeshter not to be Mitzar yourself. Shlokish Omar, a third opinion here, the Shlokish says, Nikra Chosit. A person that fasts is called a Chosit. Shanema Goyemul Nafshoi Ish Chosit. A person that does kindness with his soul. So he's called a Chosit. And a person that is Oicher She'erei, which means he doesn't pay attention to his body. She'erei is the person's body. He's not good to his body. So the Pasuk there continues and says, Achzari. He's called an Achzar. So according to Rashi's Pshat, Rashi says that Rishlakish is referring to a person that fasts. And what Rishlakish is saying is, if you could fast, like we said before, a person that could handle it, so then you're called a chassid when you fast. But a person that can't fast, and he's, he's, he's depriving his body of the food that it needs, so then not only are you not called a chassid, you're called an achzer. That's Rashi's pshat. Tesis's pshat is, no, that we're talking about a person that does not fast. 
a person that gives his body what it needs, then you call the chassid. And the pasuk goes together. Goyim nafshi is chassid means a person that eats. He's called a chassid. And if you if you if you take away from your body what it needs, then you're called an achzar. Amar Rav says, Hi A person that's a yeshiva student that he's learning Torah all day and he fasts. A dog. It should come, it's like a dog that came and ate his suda, which means it's not a positive thing that he fasted. That uh, person that fasts, so he thinks that he's fasting for the Eivish to say, and it's a good thing, but it's, it's like a dog ate up his meal and therefore he, has, he doesn't have what to eat. And that's why he's not eating. In other words, it's worthless the fact that he fasted. It's, it's just like he, he had no food, so Nebuch had to fast. But it's not a good idea for someone that sits and learns Torah all day to fast, because you can't learn Torah properly. Um, Rabbi said, There is no tiniest sibur in Bavel. So Rashi says what this means. It doesn't mean that there's no tiniest sibur at all, at all that is ever instituted in Bavel. But tiniest sibur over here means that it's not only fasting, but the additional stringencies that there are in fasting. Like we had before in the Mishnah, that some in certain fasts, besides the fasting itself, you also usher to do all kinds of other things, like an oval. That's not allowed to take a shower, not allowed to bathe yourself, not allowed to anoint yourself, and all the other things. That level of a tiny sibur does not exist in Babel. Ela tishabav bulvav. The only tiny that we have that's a full tiny that we do all the other things as well, like an oval, besides the fasting, that's only tishabav. A Tamut Chachem that's learning Torah is not allowed to sit and fast. Because he's then minimizing from his work that he does. What's his work? His work is for heaven. He learns and then and Davin. So if he's learning and he's going to fast, he's not able to learn. So therefore, there's no Tainus that, uh, sorry, a Tamut Chachem that is, should not be fasting. Going back to the Mishnah. So it said in the Mishnah, that the fasts, that you have to begin fasting from Yud Zayin Cheshvin or from Rishchidosh Kislev when there's no rain, so you fast daytime, but the night before you don't fast. An individual that accepts upon himself to fast. So if a person wants to accept upon himself to fast, so like we today, you're supposed to accept it the day before. And to, like we say it in the Hatadis uh, Nadarim that we do on Eir Rosh Hashanah, when do you accept the fast? In the Mincha of the day before, you accept the fast if the, the next day. So, even if the entire night you ate and drank and you only began fasting in the morning, tomorrow, when you daven, you can say the Tfilah of Tainus, which means in Shemayin Esra, you say the bracha of Aneinu, which is the bracha that you say, you add that bracha on a day that you fast. So even though he didn't fast that night, he's only fasting from the morning, but already from Shachris, he can say that bracha of Aneinu in Shemayin Esra. Lan bitanisai. What's with this individual that fasted all day? And then at night, he didn't break his fast. He continued fasting at night. Einoi mispalol shel Tainus. So in the Shemayin Esra, the next day, in the morning, when he wakes up in the morning, so even though he fasted all night and he didn't eat yet, but he cannot say the bracha of Aneinu in his Shemayin Esra because he fasted all night. Oh, so the Gemara now explains. Amar Rav Yasef says, Rav Yasef, what's the reason for this? Why, if this person continued fasting all night, 
does he not say the bracha of Aneinu? My kasava Ravuna. What does Ravuna hold? Sviralei, does he hold ein misanin l'shois? That if a person fasts only certain hours, in other words, he's not fasting the full day. So this person over here, he never accepted upon himself to continue fasting at night. What happened? He was fasting all day. And then it came at night, he just didn't break his fast, he continued fasting. So it's those hours of the night that he continued and he never fully accepted it upon himself before. He just continues fasting that night and the next day he's going to eat. It's only that night that he's going to be fasting. So that's not considered to be a fast. And therefore you don't say anenu for that. Is that what Rafuna's opinion is? Or perhaps Rafuna holds, misanen l'shois. Even when you fast only a part of a day, or in this case, only the night, that is considered to be a fast. However, even though the fast is considered to be a real fast, you accept it upon yourself and it's a real fast, but nevertheless, for a fast that's only for part of the day and not the full day, you don't say the bracha of Aneinu. So either he holds that it's because he didn't accept it upon himself, it's bachlal not considered to be a fast, and therefore you don't say Aneinu. But if he would accept it upon himself, it would be. Or no, what he holds is that, he, that it is a fast, but because it's not for a full day, you don't say Aneinu. Amalei Abayes, Abayes said, Kasava, Ravuna. Really, the opinion of Ravuna is, Misanin L'shois. That if a person is fasting for only a part of the day, that is considered to be a fast. And Misanin L'shois, if you're fasting only for some hours of the day, Mispalel Tfilas You can say the Bracha of Aneinu. So let's say, for example, a person that accepts upon himself that he's going to fast until Chatzais, part of the day, or he's going to fast for the night, that he accepted it upon himself properly. It's considered to be a fast, and he could say the bracha v'aneinu. V'shani hocha, but this individual that we just mentioned here, this is a different case. The ikke shoyz delelye delekibulalei meikada. This person, it's not only that he was fasting only certain hours of the night, but he never accepted it upon himself properly in the first place. He was fasting by day, and then he didn't break his fast, he just continued fasting. In such a situation where he didn't accept it upon himself properly, here, in this case, Rav Huna will hold that the tainus for those hours is not accepted as a real fast. But in a case where you accepted it upon yourself properly, even a fast for part of the day is considered to be a fast. Tal-Tareb Tanya actually over there in Yigeres HaTshuva, when he speaks about the fasting, so he says that even if a person wants to fast, so you have the short uh, days of the winter, like now, so you have Chatzais, is at 11.40 I believe now. So if you're fasting until 11.40 and you spread it out in the winter days and you fast half a days, so those fasts are considered to be fasts that you could combine for the fast that a person is obligated to fast for certain Avedis. So there's a concept of tiny choice if you accept it upon yourself. He came to this place called Ginzik. So they asked him a few questions. And one of them is what we're speaking about over here. They asked from him, Misanin l'shois does uh, when a person fasts for hours for certain hours of the day is that counted as a fast? Or if he's only fasting a few hours of the day, it's not counted as a fast. He didn't know what the answer is. Another question they asked him: Kankanin shall If you have barrels or jugs from a guy which was used to store wine in it, and it is used to store yayin esach, asurin oimutarin. Is it uh, forbidden for you to take this and use it, or is it, pr- is, or is it permitted? <coughs> okay, so this is, uh, Rashir says this is earthenware uh, barrels or jugs that they use. Are you allowed to go and use it or not? 
So he didn't know the answer to that question either. And the third question they asked him was, When Moshe Rabbeinu served as a Kayan Gadol for those seven days, from Chav Gimel Adar until Rishchei Nissan, the first time when they put up the Mishkan, and he served as a Kayan Gadol, so what kind of garments did he wear as a Kayan Gadol? They didn't know the answer to that question either. Three questions, they really have nothing to do with each other, but they, they asked them, these people asked him this question and he didn't have any of the answers. Ozal So he came into the Bismadrish and he asked the question of uh, what, what's the, all these questions. So they answered him that the halacha is that a person can fast only some of the hours of the day. And when, you have, when you're fasting part of the day, so for that part of the day that you're fasting, you can say in the tefillah, you can say the bracha of Aneinu. That's the halacha. And the halacha is, those barrels that you're using from Goyim, that they stored wine in it, if it's after 12 months, then... Uh, then you're allowed to use it. So you have to wait 12 months so the taste of the wine should go out and then you could use it, Rashi here says, even without rinsing it with water, you can use it. But within, uh, within the 12 months, Rashi says, you could also use it, but you have to wait <coughs> three days and you have to rinse it out with water. And then the last question they asked him, What did Moshe Rabbeinu serve within the Mishkan for those seven days? And he answered in Bachalok Lovon. He served with a white garment. So he wasn't wearing the Shemayin uh, Begadim that a Kohen Gadol wears, but he was wearing white garments. They were all, they're made from flax. Right? Similar to what the Kohen Gadol serves in the Beis HaMikdash on Yom Kippur. Avkahana Masni, Avkahana learned in Abraise, Bachalok Lovon, that he served with a white garment, She'enle Imra, that has no seam in it. And why is this? So that the Yidin should not come and... Uh, suspect him for taking anything and placing it into the seams of the garment so therefore he served with a garment that had no seam in it whatsoever.